Life Audio. Hi, friends. Welcome to Breathe, the Stress Less podcast. I'm Bonnie Gray. I'm the author of four books on rest. My latest is Breathe, 21 Days to Stress Less and Transform Chaos to Calm, that you have made number one. I am so proud of our community because walking together with Jesus, we're learning how to step out and put feet to faith. Week by week, we're sharing God's promises, a word from Scripture that will be words of affirmation to light your path each week. And you're also going to get a practical soul care tip based on science and scripture. You know, last week we were celebrating Valentine's Day and I did a show about how to add the joy multiplier in your relationships. It isn't just for romantic relationships, it's for our family, our children, our friends, It's adding joy into our lives by sharing connection. This week, I do want to talk about relationship when it comes to marriage. Or maybe you're not at the marriage point, but you are in a dating relationship and you want to draw closer to each other. Well, I wanted to share a few tips with you that I think you'll find fascinating And it'll help reinvigorate your curiosity as to how you can grow closer and nurture the relationships where you can be loved and those who you want to love feel loved as well. So let me just ask you, what are some relationship tips that you have looking back that have been helpful, that have helped your relationship to grow and to flourish? And what are some of those pitfalls looking back that you've learned those lessons in helping two people grow close together what are some of your top tips as you look back well today we're going to be very interested in learning that relationships when it comes to romance we can nurture romance so that it can be like those first sparks of attraction It's interesting in Revelations, when Jesus talks to one of the churches, we find that one of the churches was invited to return to their first love. It's just such a really beautiful phrase, returning to our first love. So as we walk into Lent, I have a Lent wellness study that I'm guiding women in a community of stepping through Lent in a healing journey. We're also thinking about returning to our first love. How can we do that with Jesus? And how can we also apply some principles towards nurturing our first love with our special someone? I want to invite you to sign up for my Lent Wellness Study. We're just stepping into our first week, so I want you to join. It's a very healing, quiet, intimate journey that you can enjoy that's self-paced. And if you've ever been interested in growing closer to God in a more intimate way, emotionally, I really want you to take advantage of this study. Just go to mysoulcareschool.com and you'll sign up. 
mysoulcareschool.com and you can immediately start watching the first introductory devotional to prepare your heart. It was during a very healing time that I began to long for and a more emotional connection with Jesus. I walked by faith in theological truth and correct doctrine, and that was good for my mind to know God's truth. But during the time when my anxiety and my feelings of pressure were most intense, I really needed to feel God's nearness. If that's something you long for, I invite you again to go to mysoulcareschool.com and join this journey to the cross with Jesus together in Lent as we look towards Easter and new life. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So, friend, I am curious. What were some of the special magic moments when you first started dating and you knew that your special someone was the one for you. It's interesting because I started dating my husband, Eric, in my 30s. And so by that time, I actually had gone on a good fair share of dates. And I was really looking forward to wondering what was Eric going to be planning for our first date. We had started writing to each other. I call them digital letters. And by the time we had written to each other over a month over email, he kind of got me interested because I was like, well, when is he going to ask me out? And he was the first guy that ever wrote me every day. And he hadn't asked me out yet. So my interests continued to grow over that 30-day period. And it's very interesting because the first date he asked me out on, I thought it was such an odd idea. He wanted to take me to the movies and we'd go for a cup of coffee beforehand. And I thought, my goodness, I'm in my 30s. I thought he would take me out to a more elaborate night out, maybe to the city or maybe to see a show, you know, in the theater or see a musical or I don't know, something more what I felt was more grown up. And I felt that a movie and a coffee was more like high schoolish. Now, I never dated in high school, but I thought that's more of something teenagers did. But you know what was really special was that during the time we had coffee, something so ordinary became something so enjoyable. Our conversation was so enjoyable. I felt like it was the best 
time I had ever in my life. And it was because we did something rather ordinary that it accentuated the enjoyment that I had in enjoying his company and that we were enjoying each other's company. And it's interesting because after we saw the movie, it turned out that we both love stories. And so afterwards, when we did decide to go out for pizza, this was such a great time. We just talked about a lot of things that we're thinking about as we watch the movie and different elements of the story. And what was special about this dinner is that it wasn't even planned to be pizza. We were in line and Eric asked me, well, what's your favorite food? And I said, pizza. And Eric said, no, seriously, what's your favorite kind of food? And I said, no, I'm, I'm serious. It's pizza. And he's like, I've never heard anybody tell me that pizza was their favorite food. That's more like emergency food, you know? And I said, no, not at all. I loved pizza. It's something that I only had once in a while growing up as a child, you know, because I grew up in humble means and we just didn't really order pizza. But I had it sometimes if it was like somebody's birthday party, right? But what was interesting is that it was also Eric's favorite food, pizza. So we decided to be spontaneous and go, well, why don't we just go out for pizza? So that is the legendary what has become a legendary (laughs) folklore of our first date. I tell you this story because some of the elements in that first date that was very surprising that had the nurturing of attraction and what we have now learned is dopamine. It's like the brain receiving the hormones that God created in our nervous system that translates into attraction. It's new experiences, creating new memories. That's right. I want to start off with our soul care tip today. And it's that novelty activates the brain's reward system by releasing dopamine, the hormone linked to positive emotions and happy feelings. Now, it seemed like I'd had coffee a gazillion times before, but what made it special and interesting was that we were having conversation about topics that I'd never explored before. And I had never gone to one of these pizza places on one of my dates because a lot of the dates were very more, I would say, grown up or elaborate. But this was the first time that I went on a date and I went out for pizza at my favorite pizza restaurant. So it's important to explore new experiences with your loved ones, with your special someone with a spouse, and especially if you have kids or in your different season in your marriage, it's so important to develop some new experiences together. And it's not something that you want to focus on talking your way through. There is a time and a place to talk through marital struggles or challenges, but you want to be able to have a part of your relationship where you're spending time together enjoying something new. It could just be something like a new route taking time for a simple change in scenery, or it could be a new time that you're going out, a different place that you haven't been to in a while, in a different season. Love between spouses, we can nurture that new love so it doesn't fade. To rekindle love and friendship, you need to enjoy some new experiences together. And I can't emphasize this enough. 
Eric and I just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. And one thing that we have done is that we have gone on a date once a month since the kids were born. And when we had two kids, life was so stressful, (laughs) juggling the logistics and, of course, exhaustion. We doubled it up to twice a month. We said we have two kids, one go out twice a month. Now, your rhythm is going to be one that helps you to be able to go out. So you need to find your rhythm. But the main point is that you need to take time out and to spend that time to go out and be together and do something that's a little new and different. Just out of the everyday busyness, out of the home, outside of the home where you're out and about together. Because experiences is what makes us more resilient to stress, to improve mental health and boost happiness. I want to turn us to God's word. In John chapter 1, verse 39, that's at the very beginning of Jesus's ministry. This is the first thing that we see that is the interaction between Jesus and some new followers. When the first disciples approached Jesus to ask him questions in the Gospel of John, Jesus didn't answer their questions with information. Instead, Jesus gave them an invitation to experience something new together. Come, Jesus replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they spent that day with him. The disciples of John, they were asking Jesus, where do you live? Instead of giving him an answer, Jesus said, come, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying. And they spent that day with him. Jesus understood the power of what we learn from brain science that I just shared, that exploring new things, simply doing a familiar task differently activates the brain's reward system. We see this everywhere in Jesus's life. He's always inviting people to an experience. And he never just speaks. He always interacts. He always touches someone as he heals them. He always asks questions. He is a very good conversationalist (laughs) because he listens, doesn't he? Jesus listens. So here's a tip that I want to give to you. During the season, I was going through uh, healing when I have intense anxiety and uh, low feelings of depression. It was easy to talk a lot about the things that stressed me out and allow that to overwhelm our conversation with my spouse, Eric. And I didn't know this, but as I was working with a therapist, he was telling me that there was a rule of thumb that he gave me, which was 2080. Start with the things that stress you out. You can talk with Eric about it, but the first 20% of the time, and then you want to end with 80% of the conversation more with things that are interesting, things that were positive, things that happened during the day, maybe talk about a memory, talk about a story, something you saw, something you've seen or experienced that was interesting or curious. So that was interesting because he said that way, the conversation you have with each other, you want to always land on something that is calming or interesting or piques curiosity, 
are positive. So I thought that was very fascinating because I didn't know. I had learned that it's important to name the things that stress you out. That's very important to do. But I didn't know until my therapist pointed out that it's important to nurture positive experiences in my conversation with Eric and to not let the stress and anxiety overwhelm and transfer (laughs) over to him. So this is kind of also emphasizing the importance of having different relationships in our lives so that we can turn to others, other sisters in our lives where we can share our stories. And we have different kinds of friends that we can meet with, whether it's once a month, once a quarter, half, once every half year, once a year, you know, having different types of friends. In our soul care school, we've been exploring the concept of developing and nurturing friendships, and they don't have to be our best friends. Sometimes we feel discouraged as we look back to previous experiences that have wounded us, and we wonder if we can ever find a close best friend or confidant. Well, we're encouraged through Jesus' example that we can have different experiences and moments with different friends. And for those moments, we can find rest with each other. We don't have to be BFF forever. We can enjoy a moment of rest or joy, sharing an interest or sharing a conversation. The last thing I want to share with you is about the importance of what a study that I found. It's study with 900 participants from five different university campuses. This happened during the pandemic lockdown. And the participants were directed to engage of one of seven kinds of communication behaviors during a single day and to report back that night about their feelings of stress or connection or anxiety or well-being, loneliness, and the quality of their day. And it's interesting, these seven types of conversations helped lift them, lift their mental health. It helped improve to have a positive effect on the overall mood and behavior. So I'm going to list these seven so that you can be able to know that small little conversations matter in your relationship with your spouse, with your children, or with a friend. So it doesn't have to be BFF type level conversations. It will still improve your mental health. So after a break, I'll go through these seven with you to inspire you. Now, the seven behaviors included, one, catching up. Second, meaningful talk. Third, joking around. Fourth, showing care. Fifth, listening. Six, valuing others and their opinions. And seven, offering sincere compliments. I do intentionally do try to give Eric and my two boys, their teenagers, compliments every day. That comes more naturally to me because my love language is words of affirmation. So that's something that I do as a way of nurturing my relationships in my family, and then also as an encourager with other friends that I am with. Sometimes if we're tired and our tank is low, we can simply listen 
You don't have to feel pressured to always have to give a word of encouragement. Simply listening is very powerful. So friend, I just want to ask you, out of these seven, which one is most interesting to you and feels like something that's easiest for you to do? I want you to take a moment. You can look at the show notes today. You'll find a link to this article in Healthline. So you can look at the study and be reminded of these seven types of what we might call small talk, but they're very good for mental health. And know that you can nurture your family, your spouse, your relationship, your friends, anybody within your circle towards helping with your mental health and theirs as well. Our breath prayer today comes to us from a beautiful passage in Jeremiah 31.3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Inhale. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Exhale. Again, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Inhale. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Exhale. Dear friend, as you move throughout today, remember to be kind to yourself because that is the Holy Spirit's touch. God is kind. And remember, when you need that encouragement, God loves you with an everlasting love, unconditional forever. Well, friend, let's pray. Dear Jesus, renovate my heart. Renew in me a willing spirit. Give me courage to be changed, to find my way back to my first love with you and with those that you've given us as our spouse. Help me to be more bold to make the changes, to spend the time to have conversation, and to have new experiences together that you're inviting me to make today with you and with those that I love. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, I want to welcome you to join me in the Lent Wellness Study. Go to mysoulcareschool.com. Many students have already expressed to me how much they're enjoying it, even with the first introductory video. You'll get a video every week of soul care teaching as well as a audio guided meditation. So go sign up at mysoulcareschool.com. Remember that you're loved and you're cherished. Just rest. I'll see you next time. Breathe, the Stress Less podcast is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.